yeah, fine. A year later, I think it's due time we do another one of these freeform jam trams. How's it going, everyone? Alex from Riff and Rock doing another freeform jam tram a year later. So uh, relevance, relevance. You know, I get really moved to do one of these. Often I just write something and uh, unfortunately that's just been a little bit more difficult lately. So I figured it's easier just to talk your ear off and buy some time before the next music talk episode comes out. So instead we're I'm doing one of these. And the reason I'm doing it is I had a really strong reaction to an article I was reading where I read partway through on, uh, I think it was the AV Club they were talking about. Someone was talking about downsizing their CD collection. And he made this statement uh, in the beginning that effectively you can get all the music you need online. And so therefore physical media is, you know, it's in a sense it's a luxury. It's a it's a not necessary anymore. You should really just go pure digital is sort of the the gist of it. I might be misquoting things a little bit, but I it's this moment struck me. He then when I was reading it and it said uh you can basically get everything on digital. And it really struck me because I that's not true. And I think it's one of the biggest issues with our digital age. This emphasis on streaming, this emphasis on just downloading stuff off the internet. Uh, paying for it, uh, the age of Napster and Morpheus and Kazaa has sort of worn off, and most people, you know, they're they're paying their actual money for it. Very few people are still pirating. I mean, in comparison, I think to the late '90s, early 2000s, when everyone was fucking pirating, and you're like, oh man, I gotta I gotta get this uh, 74 kilobyte per second version of I Want It That Way by Backstreet Boys. It's it's vaguely recognizable, vaguely recognizable. And so most people now just, you know, they'll pay money for it or they they stream it online. You know, they'll stream it on Spotify, they'll stream it on Tidal, Apple Music, Google Play, whatever it is. And I get why. It makes a lot of sense why you would do that. And not to be kind of crass about it, but one, I, I would say this makes sense for someone who's really not, I guess, that big into music. Um, you know, if you're just listening to singles, if you're just a casual listener of music, you know, you don't, you're not really like big into albums and that's fine. That's fine. If you're that kind of person, if you're the kind of person who couldn't say what a favorite album is, cause they haven't really listened to one from front to back. That is totally okay. There's nothing wrong with it. But what I'm trying to say is that for that kind of person, this makes total sense why you would engage in this in this medium. It, it, it's perfect. Kind of like the same way if like I'm not a film person. I'm not a big... I, I enjoy movies. I enjoy the cinema, as you might say. But I'm not a film buff by any means. I can't look at a film and go, this is why the film is great because of this or that or the other thing. I just go, I like this movie. I like this movie. And because of that, you know, Netflix is great for me or you know google play or any streaming service because i'm not i don't need like an in-depth service for film i don't need to like know all the information i don't need to know all the in-depth uh behind the scenes stuff going on when a film was made it's really just 
you know, I, I watch a film, I go, I like it or don't, I kind of move on. So in the same way, if you're the kind of person that, you know, you listen to a couple songs from something, you listen to uh, uh, a Mumford & Sons single, the an Adele single, and you're like, all right, cool, that's great, and then you kind of move on to the next thing, I get why you're using these services. And I don't think, aside from the way the artists are getting totally fucked in the ass by these services, it makes sense, and I don't think they're bad services. I, in theory, there's nothing wrong with something like this, and there's nothing wrong with a pure digital or streamable music collection on on hand. In that sense, nothing wrong. It works and makes sense for someone, um, and the services are great. I think it's pretty crazy that, you know, 10 years ago, you'd have to bring your iPod to the party. You'd have to bring some CDs or no one was bringing CDs at that point. Or you had to load up YouTube and be some asshole that was like, oh, gonna just keep loading songs off YouTube. It, it's don't worry, guys. The, the latency's fucking shit. But, uh, you, you know, it's a party. No, no, no. Now you don't have to do that. Now someone could just show up with their cell phone, Bluetooth, connect to a Bluetooth speaker. Play, hit their playlist on Spotify, and you got the whole thing going. Or you set up a computer or a tablet, and everyone can just go, oh, I know this song, I'm going to add it. Oh, I know this song, I'm going to add it. And you don't have to worry about, well, this guy, does he have, does he have the latest song by Basement Jacks? Does he have the latest song by uh, Taylor Swift? It doesn't matter. It's going to be on there. Most likely, it's going to be on there. Most likely, it's going to be on there. And that's the crux of the necessity for the physical medium. Because not everything is on those services. Not everything is just readily available when you want it. Case in point, uh, was at a birthday party beginning of April. <laughs> Party's going well. Me and a friend of mine are basically uh, in charge of the music station. We're, we're, we're in charge of it. We're running it. And, you know, I'm feeling, I'm feeling we're hitting this sort of... Uh, retro hole in the mix because you know you got a roll like this and i'm feeling you know what sledgehammer by peter gabriel i think that's the song we need to do next and i look and we're on spotify using a paid for spotify account sledgehammer's not on there there's a live version of sledgehammer but i'm not gonna play a live version of sledgehammer <laughs> at a party everyone's gonna be like uh i don't understand what's going on the crowd's cheering and i hear some bass and drums but i don't i don't, I don't get it no, I'm not going to play that. But I have to. Or I have to go on YouTube or I have to connect my own device and do it. But I can't just play it. And that's that's a huge issue. If we rely solely on these services, we lose so much. Let's think of the recently rest in peace that beautiful soul prince. A lot of his stuff is not online. A lot of his stuff... Or it's only on certain services or certain things are on certain services. Certain things are on other services. It's not just regularly and or readily, readily available for your consumption. You can't just pull up every song you want by Prince. You're like, oh, I want to listen to Party Like It's 1999. Well, I can't. I can listen to Little Red Corvette. Uh, I can listen to uh, Purple Rain. Can't listen to 1999. Can't listen to Get on the Boat. Can't listen to anything from the Legendary Black Album. It's not on there. It's not there. 
And that's a huge problem. If we go, well, it's all digital all the time, so many songs are gone. So many songs just eradicated from history. Or if you're a hardcore fan of a band, a lot of times those B-sides, those rare cuts, those rare tracks, a great example, I think, you know, I can't verify this one, but think, for example, you know, you're a big Weezer fan. And you're the kind of Weezer fan that has Pinkerton in the blue album. And maybe you bought the green album. Maybe you bought Maladroit. But you're that kind of Weezer fan, right? Do you think that Lullaby for Wayne, an unreleased track from the blue album, is going to be on Spotify? I, I'm hunching it's not. I'm hunching it's not available on a lot of those services. It was available on the bonus second disc if you bought like the special edition that came out a little bit later. But it, you're not going to find it on there. These windows in time that these artists give us, they gift us with these special editions, these bonus tracks, this, hey, here's an unfinished uh, track, or here's a, here's a demo version of the song, or here's a live cut that we played at a radio station that you can't find anywhere else. We, uh, it was never released, but it sounds fucking amazing. Or here's an acoustic version we played at a coffee shop when we were a broke-ass band barely getting it together. You're not going to find that on those services. Those little gems of history, they're just gone. They're erased. You got, oh, here's the straight ver straightforward version of this album. You got you got the 10 tracks. That's it. Nothing else. You don't have, you don't have the decision to go, well, do I want to listen to uh, the 1969 version of In the Court of the Crimson King or... The 1989 version or the 2002 version that has a slight remastering or the 2012 version where the drums got uh, totally fucking ruined by Steve Wilson. <laughs> you don't have that choice if, if King, King Crimson's only on Apple, but you don't have those options. You only get to go, well, I get, I get this one. I get whatever they give me. And if you're if you're controlling the music or if you're or if, uh, a record label is controlling your music, they're not going to go, hey, here's four versions of this album to confuse the fuck out of everybody. They go, no, here's there's one. You're getting one, and that's all there's going to be. And that's a huge problem. Yeah, it's a little indulgent to go, well, the 2004 remaster is better than the remix that was released on 98 where they pushed the bass forward or the the version with the slightly different with the different lyric take yeah i get it that's that's not for everybody but that's the point is that there are people who want those things there are people who want these that buy these big dumb box sets where all these sweet little items that that aren't available are there for you because you're the hardcore fan you're the guy that went you're the guy or gal that went oh fuck i just i want to know what the original take was from Tyler the Creator when he recorded Goblin. I want to hear the unreleased version of Yonkers. I don't know if that exists. But you know, that's that stuff like that. And those are cool little gems that, you know, when you're with a good with good when you're with people who are big fans, good fans of a band, you can discuss the things like, have you have you heard this version of it? Oh man, they do this and it's just a little bit different. It's kind of cool. Most people who know me or have read Riff and Rock, know that I, two bands that I have, uh, that are, I'm huge fans of, that I'll annoy you to no end about. One, obviously, King Crimson, the other, the Mars Volta. And both bands operate in that way. Both bands have all these special little items that are not going to be readily available on these services. King Crimson, I mean, 
Robert Fripp, their guitarist, the the uh, the man who is behind it, the sole exist original member, he's got mountains of unreleased material that he just slowly trickles out. That like, oh well, here's here's a take of for mental lady with a different vocalist or here's a version of pictures of a city with um where we play in a, a half a half step lower and yeah it's you're gonna listen to it once or twice it's not like the most mind-blowing thing but when you're a big fan those things are cool because you kind of wonder well this is a totally different way of hearing this song this is a different way of experiencing it same thing with mars volta there's a lot of ra- rare demos from the first album, Deloused, in the Comatorium. Slightly different variations with slightly different lyrics or different emphasis in the mix. And yeah, it's, those were kind of trickled out by slightly nefarious means. But you would never be able to enjoy those on uh, Spotify or Apple Music. You wouldn't be able to hear the summer, the summer demo version of... Uh, unique provocateurs and it was never released that way it was sort of secretly released and you don't get those and those are special things that you do just don't get from this streaming only culture where only the bare minimum is released so when i go back to that film example you know i i watch my netflix i i enjoy it um, watch movies, watch TV, and I'm like, all right, I got it, I'm good. And again, it's because I'm not that big of a film buff. But if you are, you probably want to know, oh, who who did the sound design? Who did that? Who was involved in this? Where did they film? How was it produced? And you don't get that. Or you don't get, uh, I guess, similar example, you don't get like de- the deleted scenes. That was the cool thing about DVDs. All of a sudden, well, here's a deleted scene. Here's a different take of this scene. Here's the behind the scenes of how this film was made. Yeah, those were probably watched by like 10% of the people who were buying these DVDs, but those options were there for the hardcore fans that go, I want to fucking know how you you made this scene like in Lord of the Rings or Star Wars. I want to know how you made this scene work. And I remember when they first released Star Wars on DVD, the original trilogy, they had this like two-hour documentary of this is how we did it. These are how like we did the special effects. This is how this all came to be. And you don't get that if it was on if you're buying it or renting it from Google Play, those special things don't exist. You have to buy the DVD. Those special little moments that go, this is how this happened. This is, let us explain the magic to you. And you don't get that online. You don't get that in the digital version. It's not like, oh, well, here's the movie, but now stay tuned because now we're going to play you all the DVD extras. No, it's just the movie. And if you wanted to see the the cut scenes, the, the little bonuses, too bad. It's not there anymore. You have to get the phys- you have to get the DVD. You have to get the 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 laser disc, the Blu-ray. Sometimes even the VHS had the bonuses. You have to get the the CD, the vinyl, the well, that's it. <laughs> you have to use the download code. Going on Spotify, you're not gonna get the rare deep cuts, and there's something special about the rare deep cuts. There's a reason those rare deep cuts were given to us. It's because they go. Because the band or the the studio or whoever is making those those albums is going or releasing those albums is going, you should listen to this. There's a reason you should listen to this. It's special, and those those moments are gone are gonna go away. They're gonna fade away. They're gonna be non-existent soon 
because we're not appreciating them. In a similar vein, and you know, I was, uh, I was, uh, I was watching sort of this this show on YouTube called Regular Car Reviews. It's kind of a funny show if you've ever seen it. <clears throat> and this guy is talking about cars from the 80s and 90s, some 2000s. A lot of older cars, not classics, not genuine classics, but like, he'll be like, here's a 99 Toyota Corolla. And he's just talking about this Toyota Corolla. And it, it's kind of silly, you know, he's making jokes or whatever, but there's something kind of special about the whole thing. Because he's going, you know, here's, this is more than just this car you see on the outside. There's so many little components and bits and pieces to it, and he's showing you someone else's Toyota 99 Toyota Corolla, and he's going, it's kind of a special car. You know, it's it's special for uh, a whole lot of reasons, and here's why. And, you know, it got me thinking about my vinyl collection, 400, 500 records I'm at at this point, and kind of what got me is, it was, again, thinking about this uh, this article I read about how the physical media is almost pointless because everything's online anymore. Yeah, it's online. And yeah, you're going to miss, let's, you're going to miss some of the extras, the bonuses, but you're also going to miss the artwork. You're going to miss the liner notes. You're going to miss all the effort that was put into that physical product. One of my favorite examples of this is Jay-Z's uh, Black Album. You know it. You know that cover with him, you know, holding his, uh, I think it's his Yankees cap, kind of an ominous-looking album cover. Classic album. One of his better releases, especially within, you know, after a while, shit started really going downhill. But let me tell you that when you are... When you're looking at that album on a screen, and I'm looking at it here on iTunes, that tiny little 200 by 200 square, so much of the magic is gone from that album. I own it on vinyl. It sits on my record shelf. And it doesn't just sit on my record shelf. It fucking sits there on my record shelf. It's got this huge-ass spine on the record. And in giant letters, giant letters, it says Jay-Z, the Black Album. And it's got this presence. And every time I look at my record shelf, some records I forget they exist because the spine's so tiny and it hides in there. And no, every time I look at that shelf, boom, fucking Jay-Z's Black Album. Always sitting there. It is so ballsy. It's so bold. That spine didn't have to be that big. I have other double LPs that aren't that big. And it's just going, no, fucking look at me. Look at me. I'm a big-ass fucking album. I am the Black Album. I'm the Retirement Album. Look at me. I am fierce. I am unstoppable. And I can't not look at it. I can't not recognize its presence. It's massive. And you pull that record out from the shelf. And you look at the cover, and all of a sudden it's two, three times as big, four, four, five times as big as that little square on iTunes, as that little square you would pull it up on Spotify or on your phone. It's massive. It's got this aura. It's got this presence. And it's, it's just got this weight to it. 
and you open it up, it's got the liner notes, it's got some extra pictures in there. You don't get that with the Spotify release. You don't get that commanding presence. You don't get that. Uh, gr- other great album, Deja Vu by Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, one of the greatest albums I've ever heard. But you know what you don't get? That album, when you when you look at it online, sort of that burgundy cover with the gold print with the old photo on it, okay, fine, it is it is what it is. But when you own that album, you realize that it's not just that. It's actually got the, it's this leathery material on the album cover. And my version of it kind of looks like shit, but you hold it and it's got this texture to it, to it. It's got this feeling to it. It's not just that slick plastic or coarse cardboard. It's almost like holding a leather handbag. It's got this uh, coarseness that you can feel on your skin. The gold lettering of the Crosby, Stills, Nash Nash & Young is sort of embedded into it. The black and white photo sort of embedded into it. Or I think it's actually layered on top like a photo and you can still feel the grooves as you course your fingers over it. It's got this commanding feeling to it. It's got this tactile presence that doesn't exist in the digital format. And you can open it up, and again, it's full of photographs. It's full of all these things. And that's why the digital age is dangerous. It's great. It's super convenient. I can't take my records on the road, and I don't need to have this massive CD booklet to take with me. It's so much easier to make mixes with our iPods or phones or Zunes. I get it. I'm not saying they... One is, I'm not saying that you need to dump your title subscription. I'm saying that if you're a music lover, you're doing yourself a disservice by only operating in digital only. And you're doing yourself a disservice by thinking you're going to get everything digital only. You're going to miss so much. You're not going to just miss the bonus stuff. You're not going to just miss the little extras that you don't get with those di- with those streaming services. You're also missing the specialness of opening up a CD case, a tape case, the vinyl the vinyl jacket. Those little extra pieces of work that the artist put in there. And I, that's why I love when I buy a new record. Because I probably have a digital version already or I've listened to it online. And you know, I know the songs. That's why I often buy the record. I'm like, oh, this is a great album. I need to buy the record. And then I buy the record and I start going through and I'm like, holy shit. There's all this artwork in here I didn't know existed. There's all these special things I didn't know existed with this album. I just bought uh, Kamasi Washington's The Epic. You can get it for a killer price too. And that album is, oh my God, that album is so good. But all I knew was that photo of Kamasi Washington holding a saxophone. I'm like, all right, that's cool, that's cool. But then all of a sudden you pull it out and there's these special little uh, sheets of paper in there with the I think it has some credits information but it's got this bold artwork on it these these strange pieces of art that are just fascinating they're mind-blowing but you don't get them when you're just buying when you're streaming it online when you're buying it off Apple Music those parts aren't there and those artists spent time on that presentation and that packaging and all you don't get to appreciate those when you're just looking it up on Apple Music. Those things aren't there. And they're so cool. Or Mono's Hymn to the Immortal Wind. That thing comes with like eight or ten individual 
pieces of art with poetry and stories on them on the back. You would never know that unless you bought the record. It might be on the CD version, I don't know, but you would you wouldn't get those things. You wouldn't get those special things, and it tells you this amazing story about what's going on between the characters in this instrumental music. That's obviously you don't know if you're not if you're just listening to it. It's all instrumental music, but all of a sudden it goes, "Well, this is what's going on. These are the stories, and here's some imagery to help to help capture what's going on." You're like, "Holy shit! These guys really thought this through." But I wouldn't have known unless I bought it, and thank goodness I did. Or you buy a big box set, like a fella cootie box set, all three of them. I own them. And they all have these special notes and stories about how the the person who curated that box got drawn into it. They talk about, you know, all these things they know about Fella. comes with, like, these little po- mock concert posters and all the special stuff. And when we go to a pure digital culture, when we go, when we dump our physical media, when we go and try and get... 15 bucks for all our DVDs and CDs at the play and trade or whatever it's <laughs> disc swap Sam Goody we abandon those things all of a sudden we're losing those things I still remember I can imagine the inside of my Battle of Los Angeles CD booklet all the little special bits and pieces of it that don't exist when I just look at that little square, that album cover online, or looking at Jethro Tull's Thick as a Brick, you don't know, you don't know, looking at it, there's a fucking whole newspaper in that album that you can read with articles, I mean, they're ridiculous, but there's this whole thing in there that you don't get otherwise, otherwise it's just a, a blurry newspaper cover that you can't read. But when you actually buy the album, you're like, oh my gosh, there's a there's a lot to this. This album is really dense. I mean, dense in sort of a weird way. Lastly, lastly, and we've been mostly talking about, you know, rock music, hip hop music. For the classical aficionados, the jazz heads, the people that aren't into conventional popular music, you're fucked. You are so fucked. <laughs> You think John Coltrane's The Complete 1961 Village Vanguard Recordings is just going to be easily easy to find online? I'm going to hunch not. Or are you going to find any of those crazy uh, box sets from Duke Ellington or Miles Davis, Coltrane, Herbie Hancock, Dave Brubeck? No. Those things aren't going to exist. They're not going to be online. You're not going to find disc seven with uh, all the alternate takes. That shit just, it's, it's going to be gone. You think the heavyweight champion, the complete Atlantic recordings for John Coltrane, disc seven, which has seven different versions of giant steps, is going to be on Spotify or Tidal? No, it's not. All these non-traditional forms of music and traditional meaning like rock, hip-hop, pop, country, you know, radio-friendly music, it's just not going to exist on there in the same way. Sure, some of it's going to be there. It's not like they're ignoring them completely. But you're not going to have seven different iterations of Stravinsky's Third Symphony played by different orchestras. 
you're not going to have every different version of a piano concerto. Let me tell you, my dad, a bit of a classical music guy, has this very diverse CD collection of classical music. And all these different symphonies and uh, sonnets and musical suites performed by different orchestras, those aren't all going to exist online. Hell, you can barely find the album cover most of the time. They don't even, it's just, it's not there because they're, they're only printed in smaller quantities and for this smaller audience. It's not as popular as it used to be. And all that's going to go away if we are going to digital only. If we're going to streaming only. And look, again, I get it. If you're not into the specialness of these albums, of the artwork, of the bonus tracks, of these unique types of recordings that weren't on the original release, that's okay. This is for a specific kind of audience, a specific audience that loves to dive headfirst into their albums to go fucking all the way deep in depth with them, decipher every lyric or memorize every little intonation. Or when you've listened to the album on the 75th time, all of a sudden, oh, wow, I didn't realize there's a there's a keyboard just a little bit in the background. I didn't notice that part before. And I'm not saying that makes you a better person if you do that. Sometimes you're the worst person. You're so obnoxious. I do it all the time. But will we lose that? It's going to be a problem. Because part of this digital streaming culture is taking away the specialness of those experiences. When we had to listen to an album because we bought it with our own money and we didn't have money to buy another album for another couple weeks, and that, that was the only record we got to listen to, or you know, it added to our collection, but we couldn't just listen to every album that got released. We couldn't just plow through albums in this sort of disposable kind of way. And look, I'm guilty of that too. I listen to plenty of stuff online, download plenty of music, stream plenty of music, and I mow through albums to this point where, you know, like when I do a roundup, half the time I'm going like, what the fuck was that album? What, which one was this? Oh, God, and I have to re-listen to it. That dig- This digital only allows us to consume so much, and that's great in the sense that we can actually appreciate larger amounts of music or movies or whatever we can or we can watch and listen to it but we don't digest it we don't sit with it we don't go what are all the nuances and it doesn't teach us to appreciate all those tiny little nuances that go on with each album because we're like well listen to that one here's the next one and you gotta actually stop and go oh shit that one was oh that was a crazy album that that album was so bizarre or that film was so engrossing i gotta listen to it or watch it Another 10 times to really digest it. You don't get to do that anymore because it's, nope, let's go to the next one. Let's binge. Let's binge. Let's binge. Let's binge. This this streaming culture, culture term used loosely, it, it promotes this binging. It says, hey, every season of Parks and Recreation is on Netflix. Instead of watching one episode a week and going, hmm, oh, there was that one episode. I have to sit and think on it. You go, no, I can watch 15 episodes in a row. Well, what happened on the sixth episode you watched? I don't know. I don't know, but I watched all of it. It was pretty good. Okay, maybe Parks and Rec is not necessary, necessarily you know, some deep thinking shit. But, you know, like this winter, I, I watched all of Mad Men in probably about two months. I don't know what happened in half of it. 
I couldn't even tell you overarching what was what was happening each season. I'm like, I I loved it, great stuff, l- really entertaining. But it was I watched it at this rate, this I, I just digested. I didn't even digest it. I just sh- unhinged my jaw and fucking swallowed the whole thing in one go. Same thing here. It doesn't doesn't allow us to slow down, or doesn't really ta- teach us to slow down and uh, really appreciate this shit and we should be we should be really taking our time and going oh this album's really good or this album was a little weird i probably should listen to it a second time so if anything from here all i can encourage you is you know if you're a streaming person you're downloading your music that's fine but you really should consider all the time and effort that went into this music this isn't just uh, a bag of Doritos you eat and move forward. Some of these albums, they're like a, a five-course meal. They're a $300 dinner with a $70 glass of wine. They just they demand you take it apart and digest it. And when you're just fucking plowing through this stuff, you miss those opportunities. Take your time. Enjoy these things. Yeah, there's a lot to get through and not enough life to get to it, but that's okay. When you're going this fast, you're gonna miss you're gonna miss the stuff you really appreciate. And you're gonna listen to a bunch of shit you don't care about anyway. Rather listen to fewer things that you really, really love. I wasn't that emotional. I had a burp coming on. <laughs> Alright. That's it. That's the show. Episode 49. Whichever one's next. That's coming out soon, probably this week. Later.